0: Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and mini skirts for less than online. Or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. Guess what? Own Your everyday is officially out in the world, and it is crazy to think that tens of thousands of you have already read it in just a handful of weeks. If you're multi-passionate or if you feel like you're a grown-up but still don't know what you want to be when you grow up... Or if you're like me and find that you're chasing after something more, but also trying to find contentment where you are with what you have, this is the book you need to read this summer. It's available anywhere books are sold. Target, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Amazon, Walmart, and more. Go get it. Hey, hey, girl. You are listening to The She Podcast, and I am so pumped to have you tuning into this episode today. I am excited for this episode because I'm finally answering a question that I've gotten a lot over the last several months in some form or another. And it's one that I've been like, hmm, how do I speak into this in a way that speaks to, you know, both types of women? Because I think some of us can be so career driven and some can also be more um, relationship driven, right? And how do we find balance in both those things? And so the question is, How do you prioritize your relationship over your work without neglecting your work, right? Um, And also, how do you still prioritize your work without neglecting your relationship? And so I thought I'd speak into that as I've had some time to think about it as our work slash relationship dynamic has changed, at least in my marriage, a lot over the last several months slash this past year. And so I'm excited to give you what I have. I have about six or seven pieces of advice um, that I think at least a couple of them you'll be able to implement right away and if not right away then definitely soon um And I think just some of them really can be mindset shifts, perspective shifts, and simply just disciplines that I think we can forget about. So all that to say, this episode is all about how to make sure your relationship is still a priority in your life, that your relationships are still a priority in your life. I'm going to be focusing specifically um, kind of on your romantic relationship, whether you're engaged or married or dating someone seriously or something like that. Because I know this is kind of a weird, I know it's hard, like Maybe you are a mama to a new baby and you're also a wife, or maybe you just got engaged and you're also building your career, or maybe you have a couple little ones at home and you're trying to figure out like how to balance that with something you want to try or something, you know, maybe a part-time job or a full-time job and just all of that. I don't know exactly what your situation is, or maybe you have been so knee deep in your career that you haven't even gone on a date in like two years, right? Like, I don't know what that looks like for you. But I do know that this is a really weird time. If you're in your 20s or 30s, um, I know we have women of all ages listening, but I know specifically for this age group, it can be tough because it's like your relationship is kind of a toddler. Like if you've been with someone for four years, five years, two years, a year, you know, six years, whatever, or you've been married for two years or three years um, or (laughs) you're and and at the same time, your career is still kind of like an awkward teenager, maybe, or like even a toddler, depending on how old you are and where you're at. Um, So it's kind of weird. It's like, okay, I have this job um <laughs> and i'm trying to build this career whether you're building a business or you're trying to grow in the ranks in your company or you're trying to um maybe you're a teacher like i don't know what you do but it can take a lot of your time i'm sure and on the flip side you're also trying to grow this like little relationship that you have or this new marriage or this you know new relationship that you have into like this beautiful flower and at the same time it's like how the heck do you balance both of these things neither are super established even if they're both huge priorities or they're both you know things that i've been trying to steward in my life and I just really struggled with balance and trying to make sure that my person knows they're my number one even though I still have to show up for my job and make sure that's still a priority. So all that to say I really think this is an important topic and I'm no pro on it. I'm still learning as I go but I am happy to speak into it. So without further ado let's dive into this episode. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley. A personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. All right, so I've got seven things for you. Things, tips, pieces of advice, ideas. I don't know. I don't really know the right words, so we'll just call it things. Um, but seven pieces of advice or seven things for you to hopefully hold on to and hang your hat on and really be able to implement in your life to help balance and, you know, prioritize your career and relationship in a healthy way. So especially because we live in this world that I think tells us to make our career everything and that's super important, but then it can be like, well, how do I still, you know, (laughs) keep my most important relationships healthy? So all that to say, first thing first point. Point is the word I was looking for. (laughs) Things, seven things. That sounds professional. Seven points for you. Point number one. Okay. Point number one is that time speaks volumes. And I know you're like, Jay, I know this. Okay. Here's the deal. I'm sure you know this, but the practical implementation of giving our person the time they deserve while also balancing the time that is required of us to either keep our company running or to, you know, not get fired, (laughs) um, is a challenge. And I think our work can really take up, I mean, it takes up the majority of our time for most of us. And so, um, I think the, the thing for this is really, getting very disciplined with yourself about you know there's only so much you can you can control when it comes to maybe you are in a really sucky job maybe you are in a really hard season where you're required to work 12 hour days every day and like you don't have time to rest okay sister like it might be an indication to start searching for something else if you have no time for your people Unless it's a seasonal thing. If you know in the summers, that's just how it is. But by the time the fall rolls around, like it's not that way anymore, then okay. Like that's one thing. But if that's just like a perpetual situation and that's not healthy for your mental health and your relationship health, like maybe that's something to think about. Obviously, I don't know your situation, but just something to think about. Um... But all that to say, you know, time really does speak volumes and this is something really huge for our relationship and Matt is very much a quality time kind of person and I honestly am too, but I can be so achievement oriented that sometimes like I'm not really in the moment when we are on a date night or when we are, you know, trying to spend time together. I'm still like brainstorming and strategizing and thinking about next year and all the things and he's like, Jay, can you just like be in the moment? So I have to discipline my own brain to like shut that off a little bit, which is not easy, but I know when work is a really big priority in your life and it takes a lot of your time, energy and heart, it can really start to really bleed into every other area of your life. So for us, you know, one big thing is like even just creating some boundaries to protect certain times. So like for us, we're married and every night when we go to bed, um, you know, we're like, okay, We don't talk about business in the bedroom, like whether we're changing or snuggling or talking or brushing our teeth or whatever. Like when once we close that door, like that's like sacred domain. So we have like this family rule that that time is protected, whether we're in there for five minutes or for five hours or somewhere in between. Um, And sometimes I break that rule. Like I'll be like, oh, babe, I had this great idea. And he's like, no business in the bedroom. (laughs) So know which one of you of the two of you um, is better um, at that or, you know, just, I mean, I guess it doesn't have to be in a romantic relationship. I think there can still be boundaries. Like if you're going to go to dinner, no phone, you know, like no phone at dinner, no business in the bedroom, one consistent date night a week. And here's the thing, like you don't have to spend a bunch of money on date night. Like most of our date nights are like, let's get takeout or let's, you know, sit across from each other at dinner and actually have an intentional conversation. Like intentionally doing that at least once a week is huge. Now that we work together I feel like we have a lot more quality time but at the same time a lot of it is still very work focused and so we have to know like when to take our business hat off and put our marriage hat on and like only talk about relationship and life and family and the things that are relevant <laughs> and important outside of just business um And that was a little bit more of a challenge before we worked together. But I will say, you know, choosing to draw even those boundaries and protect that time and then have one consistency that we can both rely on and expect every week, like Sunday dinners together, no phones until, you know, at the end of the day or even Monday morning. Something like that was an impl- a discipline we implemented and that really helps because it helped us like kind of check back in um, and kind of really like hear each other and really debrief from the week and talk through things that challenged us and all those things. So really, really helpful. And I'll touch on the check-in thing in a little bit, but really think about how your time is speaking volumes. And if you can really only give that person one night a week, make that one night really worth it. Meaning like if you're dating someone and you, know, you really only can go on it one date and it's usually Saturday night, like great. Be very present on that Saturday night. Like, Don't talk about work unless they ask. Um, try to put your phone away. Try not to check email, those types of things. It just makes your person feel seen and loved. And it seems so basic, but I think it's something we need to be reminded of in a world where we can be so plugged in and really never clock out regardless of our job description. So point number two is let your person or your people into your world And I don't mean like I've made this mistake where I've talked about my work too much. Like there's been times where I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I just spent the last 15 minutes of our conversation talking about my work. But inviting them into your world in any way can be really, really helpful. Like when Matt was still working, he was working for a medical device company. And when I was invited to be part of what is technically like a mastermind, it's just basically like it brings together like 15 to 20 people in the same industry, get in a room, Share tools and tips and advice and experiences. And like it's just kind of like a place where you put all your heads together, is the best way I can say it. Um, you know, I was invited to be a part of that and we got to bring a plus one. Well, pretty much everyone brought their spouses, which was awesome. So Matt came with me and luckily he was able to get off work. And he, for two and a half days straight, sat in a room and got to hear from other people doing things that are very similar to what I do online, which is a different world a little bit still. It's something I think our generation is pioneering a lot. Um, And he got to learn from experts and hear from others in the industry and things like that. And we walked away from that. And we learned so much. Like there was so many things we took away. But what was so crazy is the greatest takeaway from me or for me was that when we left, we were driving out of our last meeting. Like we had left our last meeting. We were driving back to our hotel. And he put his hand on my leg and he looked at me. He goes, I finally get it. Like I finally get how, why you're so exhausted and how much you actually do and what you're like, what it really looks like and what it really takes to make this successful. Like I had no idea, right? Cause we had like one hour in the evening, every night together where like, we just kind of were both like exhausted. And so, and he didn't really like, he wasn't really in my world a whole lot other than just like the bits and pieces he would see from the outside looking in. But when I actually invited him into my world, like, Hey, come to this thing with me. You could like bring your person to your client meeting you know if he's um you know works a totally different job or very unfamiliar with your world like bring him to maybe not a client meeting but maybe like the company party or maybe to like a weekend conference you have to go to or something like that or whatever it is I don't know but just think of a way you can bring them into your world because it really does make such a difference when they can kind of peek behind the curtain and not just like gather what you say about it but actually somehow dip their toe in the water and experience it or even just meet your people meet your colleagues meet the people you work with so that there's a face to a name like it just makes them feel included and you actually as a as a both a person and as a person in that job role or that business role you feel very understood by the person that's closest to you so that's really huge okay point number 3 is to schedule your Any additional commitments outside of the minimum requirement for you for work, schedule all those commitments around your life, not the other way around. I think we as people can overcommit ourselves so much um, and we start taking on all these extra things to, you know, get overtime or to, you know, move the needle faster or advance in our career, do this or do that. And I love the ambition there. Like I'm such an ambitious person, Um, but I think it can be really easy to begin scheduling the most important things around the things that seem the most glamorous or the most successful in terms of our career and not necessarily the other way around. And so we've had to start like scheduling things when it comes to business and career around life, family, and relationships. So for example, this isn't even necessarily in our marriage or romantic relationship, but this is just another way to prioritize relationships over career. Um, You know, like my mom made a really good point when I was trying to decide this because my younger brother, he, when he was graduating college, I had a business trip to go on and Matt was going to come with me. And technically it would have been a lot more convenient for us to fly out on a Friday, but that Friday happened to be my brother's college graduation. And so we really struggled because we were like, okay, we does he? Do we really need to be there? Like, does he really care if we're sitting there watching him get a piece of paper? You know, um, we could not. Otherwise, we're gonna have to take a red eye and get there really late. Da 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 da, and da, da 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 da. You know, like it was just, how do we do this? And I called my mom to ask for her input. For her input, and she was like, honestly, Jay, it's totally up to you. And there's certain seasons of life where you do have to make hard calls, and sometimes work just requires what it does. She's like, but in this case, if you have any kind of choice, which it kind of seems like you do. One big lesson that we learned, you know, both my parents were business owners. Both of them have been in business for decades. And they were like, we do business for the sake of our relationships. Like, we don't do business just to do business. Like, we're not in business just to be, like, super successful on our own and be impressive. Like, our businesses are so that we can provide and support and love other people. Like, we we will always if it's for our family, we will always take the cost rather than making our family take the cost, if that makes sense. So like if that requires us to get up really early or be inconvenienced so that we can prioritize our relationships and our people, like that's what we're going to do because that isn't that ultimately what we do business for? Isn't that ultimately what we work for is like for our families, for our livelihood, for our relationships, for our kids, like for our spouses, you know? So it just was like a really good perspective shift in a world that's very like, you know, I think individualistic my parents have always instilled a very much like look doesn't like if you have money or if you have the flexibility or if you're building a business like it should be to give it's like always take the money cut for the sake of the relationship like it should always that's kind of like a really healthy way to think um And again, I think it depends on the dynamic, but when it comes to kids or siblings or parents, like for their well-being, like no amount of money is worth, you know, none of it's a waste for them, I guess. And I thought that was a really healthy and helpful way to look at it because it can be so easy to think like, oh, but it's so inconvenient. Do they really care if I'm there? But like if there's an opportunity to be there for someone, even if it slightly inconveniences us or could maybe you know, take away from our ability to produce or make a couple extra bucks or even cost us some money. It's like people are ultimately what matter in the end. And that's not to say money isn't important or business isn't important, but it's just remembering why you do it to begin with. So anyways, we ended up going to his graduation and we were so glad we did. Yes, we got into our business conference somewhat late, but it worked out and it was fine and it was so worth it and I'll never regret doing that. So um, I guess the biggest thing is schedule your work as much as you can around your life, not the other way around. Okay, number four is to find a hobby, a show, or a project, or something like that that you can share in. So in some seasons, like for example in this season, Matt and I have really been sharing every project that we have. So that's been really special. But in seasons where we weren't working together, um, we had a show like we watched Bosch or something like that on Amazon or whatever. You know, we don't have cable because we try not to watch too much TV, but we'll sometimes pick like a series and we'll watch it twice a week together. Just something to share in and have common ground on, because otherwise you're really living in a lot of ways when you have separate careers. A lot of ways you're almost living in two different worlds and then you have to like come together and you go back into your separate worlds. And so finding something outside of just, you know, doing normal life, but some kind of fun, whether it's a movie or um, a game or a project or a show that you can share in somewhat consistently, it's like there's just some sort of common ground and experience that you're sharing. And somehow that I just think bonded us even when we felt like we were really running in different directions for a couple years. So that's really powerful. Find something in your life that you guys can share in outside of just like your house or your kids or, you know, grocery shopping. Like think of something that's like enjoyable and fun and not necessarily a work or a responsibility or an obligation. Even if that's something you only do once a week or twice a month, like maybe you like to go boating. And in the summers, that's like your thing. Like Matt and I are really getting into bike riding. We got these new bikes. And so like we biked 17 miles a couple weeks ago and went to... Uh, went to dinner and then biked all the way back it was so fun it was like such a great experience so we thought that's gonna be like our thing this summer that could be like our date night thing you know so just find a thing and an experience the positive fun light-hearted non-work related experience that you guys can share in somewhat regularly and that can really really help especially with that whole quality time thing okay number five is to check in regularly <laughs> so again this is kind of like maybe it's every Sunday maybe it's The first Sunday of the month, maybe it's every Friday night on date night, but like asking intentional questions to check in with where the other one is, even if you're not able to give them more time than you can give to work because you only have so many hours in a week. When you spend that time checking in and asking questions like, how did you feel loved by me this week? Or... How can I improve in hearing you or listening to you? Or what was one win we felt like we had as a team this week? What's one area we can improve? And actually like hearing their perspective and then switching it and you being open and giving your perspective and asking consistent questions like that is so powerful because it like reunites you. It kind of like gets you out of your own heads in a little in like some sort of way and puts your heads together and helps you understand what the other person really is rather than just letting those conversations be brushed under the rug so when work gets crazy and life is busy and one of us is traveling a lot or we're both traveling a lot and we're both just on this hamster wheel having questions that are like consistent check-ins like that it's like not rocket science it's not hard but it just helps us kind of get back on the same page understand one another have like sometimes it opens up conversations we didn't expect to have that otherwise we wouldn't have had. So, and they actually make us more productive at the week because we realize, okay, now we're like, got it all out and we're realigned and we're running the same direction again and whatever. So really have those regular check-ins, figure out what's realistic and doable for you, whether it's weekly or monthly or bi-weekly or whatever. Um, something that doesn't have to take tons of time, but a half hour every Sunday afternoon. Plan your week and check in with like where each other really is. It could lead to a longer conversation, but it's Sunday. Like you should be resting anyway. So, (laughs) okay. Number six is I actually read this on a website called Psychology Today and it really stood out to me. So I'm going to share it. It was really, it was an article about um, making your relationships a priority. And one of the points was say yes and rather than yes, but. And I think this applies outside of like just trying to prioritize your relationship when it comes to your career. But it really is a way, a tool and a mindset to really make your relationship feel very valued and loved and respected. And I think sometimes just showing respect is a really strong way to show that, hey, you're a priority, right? So basically, I'm just going to read what the article says because that just makes the most sense, but it says, um, improv is all about working together as a team. And the number one rule of improv is yes. And rather, so like if someone says something and you want to say like, yeah, but da, 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 da change it to like, yes. And, and add what you want to say. So it continues and it says, Rather than getting defensive or controlling and negating what the other person is saying, you build on it, add to it, and create trust rather than controlling or jockeying for power. If your partner suggests something, assume it is good, not malevolent. Assume good intentions rather than canceling the other's idea with a phrase like yes, but, and go along with it, and feel free to speak up and add to it, right? So if someone's like, let's go out for Thai food, then you could say, Yes, and this weekend let's have a barbecue and invite some neighbors. So the whole the whole um, suggestion here was try it for a week and do it when you feel disconnected. So if you feel like you're just butting heads or you're stressed and he's stressed and you're both building your career and you just had to put out a fire at work today and he you thought he said this but he really thought he said that. So he comes home he says hey we're doing this and you're like yeah but you said da 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 and you go in this whole thing instead affirm what saying like yes okay I hear you and can we also, or tomorrow can we, because earlier I thought you said this, right? It's just like a word choice thing. And when I read that, I was like, that's actually super powerful because I started to think about how often when I'm just stressed or we're both just not on the same page and we're both, you know, in full-blown business building mode, we can start doing yes and rather than yes, but, or I'm sorry, we can start saying yes, but, you know, yes, but you said this and now you're not. And, you know, then you start like, kind of downplaying what the other person is saying or jockeying for power or kind of like it says, negating what the other person is saying. But when you can kind of take it and ag- almost agree or just affirm it, like I hear you, okay, and and just kind of cut the word butt out of your vocabulary in a lot of ways, it's really interesting because I think it makes the other person feel heard and then you're simply adding to it rather than trying to like downplay it or like fight against it. So just something to think about. Again, there's certain situations I'm sure that this applies more, but that was really interesting for me to read and it's something I'm trying to implement in my relationship more, especially as we build a business and there's a lot of things we can say yes, butt on and disagree on and butt heads over. So it's making the other person feel valued and respected and prioritized even even more so than a certain project or, you know, um, I guess goal that we're chasing or whatever. So last thing, point number seven is do things that create a friendship. So You might be in like the first six months of a relationship and you're like, what are you talking about? It's amazing. And if you're in that season, like power to you, sis. But um, I know for a lot of us, like we can get into the mundane of like building a career and trying to keep a relationship. And then there's stress and then there's, you know, responsibilities and then there's mortgages and then there's car payments and then there's business and then there's life. And then there's all these things and it can start to become like just very routine and we can forget to do things that spice things up and really allow us to have fun and create real memories and so that kind of goes hand in hand with you know doing things or finding something like a hobby or a show or an experience that you can share in I think in the same way like doing things that create a friendship means you have to be silly and even if you only have 20 minutes before you know the end of the day to be silly with each other or to do something goofy like and harmless like do it you know um I think we sometimes forget like have fun, like prank each other. Maybe the, maybe your person's not into that. So like I'm not saying like go prank him. But, um, you know, it's like if that's – if you guys have a fun, you know – thing that you guys can do or a couple fun things like Matt and I love to go for country drives and go like dance just somewhere but it's just like our thing you know and it's just like it's like it creates a camaraderie and so I want you to think about like I'm sure you have those things in your relationship too if you've been together for any extended amount of time or if you haven't yet then build those in because those are like whether it's inside jokes or like little mischievous things that you guys do or um You know something fun or a goofy like way that you talk or something like that like just think about a way that you can really create some camaraderie like not poke fun at each other but just like have fun with each other and do silly things things that are childish like remember that you can have a youthful spirit even with all the responsibilities of life and think about ways to build a friendship rather than just a relationship because i think sometimes when we're like we want to prioritize the relationship but when that doesn't feel light and joyful and lighthearted and happy, and it feels like another obligation, another responsibility, another commitment. It begins to like lose its luster. And I think it can only, al- I think people know when they feel like maybe they're a burden or like you're tired and you're trying to make time for them. Like, don't communicate that, you know? Like, remember that it's fun and it's a friendship, and at the core of your relationships, especially a romantic relationship should be a friendship. I mean, and that's not to say like, oh, you had to be friends for three years before you started dating. Matt and I like knew each other for a couple weeks when we started dating. So, you know, it's not like that. We pretty much instantly knew we were into each other. So, um, you know, I just mean like, but our relationship is still founded on friendship. That doesn't mean we were necessarily like only friends first, but we have such a camaraderie. Like even our friends will comment like, You guys have such a fun friendship. Like Matt will like throw me over his shoulder and like tickle me or like carry me around. Like encourage your guy to do that. Like encourage – your relationship to do funny silly things and like be willing to laugh at yourself because one thing I found is Matt was a lot quieter when I first met him like he was much more reserved he was much more of an observer but the more I like just was a goofball and like laughed at myself and just like didn't really overthink too much it like brought him out of his shell a little bit and it's like he's accepted that now in himself and he really accepts it in me so However, you can maybe cultivate or be a catalyst for that in your relationship if it doesn't already exist um, or if it's gotten a little bit dull, like I promise just being silly and being childish and I don't know, like put a sprinkler out and go run through the sprinkler, like do something fun like that Um, or run in the rain or go drive and, you know, catch frogs, like do stuff that you would do when you were 11. Like as silly as that sounds, I think all of us need to awaken the childhood in us and in each other and there's a magic in that there's a joy in that there's something just innocent and fun in that and you're never too old or too mature for that no matter how many ranks in your country you or in your in your career you've climbed or how many you know big milestones you've hit in your business like you're still needing and you still need joy and laughter and lightheartedness and fun and that's what's so awesome about relationships in our life is like they can bring those out in us so I just want to encourage that for anyone who feels like everything's just mundane and it's stressful and I'm trying to keep up everything and I'm trying to spin all the plates and be there for my person and show up in my in my marriage or whatever and and you know grow in my career and I don't know how to do this or I'm trying to just start dating again and I don't know how to have fun with it because my mind's always at work and I'm always stressed out and I don't know what's going to happen and I don't like my boss like all that juggling can be so hard. And I know we're all in different little different seasons with it, but I think the general pain point can still exist. So just remember to have fun. That's what's going to make prioritizing quality time a lot less of a responsibility or an obligation and more of something you can do from overflow and joy and fun. So I hope these seven tips help. Go love your relationships and be really grateful for them because at the end of the day, isn't that what you're all doing it for? I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content. And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit JordanLeedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less.